Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Lackadar Podcast. We are very glad you decided to join us today. Our hope here at Lackadar is that we are more than a podcast, not because of us, but because of God, and that we strive to bring glory to Him because that's the only place where glory is deserved, and that the listeners either come to know Christ if they don't, or built up in their walk with Christ. With that being said, of course, Lackadar does not need to be a substitute for your church body. We pray that you're plugged into a church body and are not letting Lackadar be a substitute for that. But hopefully, Lackadar is helping you in your daily walk. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our social media pages, which are in the episode description. We hope you enjoy the episode and God uses it. So glad you are tuning into this episode whenever you are deciding to tune in, whether it's morning, night, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is, we are very thankful you are tuning in. And before we get started, we will go ahead and say a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day and I thank you that you have given us the opportunity to talk about your word, God. And Help it to be just that, and help me not to speak my words, God, because we know that they can't save anyone, God. I know I say that every episode, God, but it's so true. My words can't save anyone, but your words can. Your words can convict, mine can't, God. And just please help it to be yours, not my own. And just please help if there's anyone listening to this, God, that they they don't know you, that they would come to know you, God. And that someone listening may be convicted or... Just grow closer to you more than anything else, God. Thank you for Jesus, and just thank you again for this podcast and for each and every one of the listeners. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Alright, so if you tuned in last week, you know that we are going through, or you tuned in two weeks ago, you know we're going through Jesus' teachings more specifically, but if you tuned in last week, you know we are going over the Beatitudes, and last week we did blessed are those, or blessed are those, I don't know which way you're supposed to say it, are you supposed to say blessed or blessed? I think I said blessed last week, I don't remember, either way it's fine, but we did blessed are the poor in spirit last week, and today it's blessed are those who mourn, hmm, well, I'll go ahead and read the verse. I didn't read the whole verse. This is found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. You might be asking yourself, that that sounds a little strange. What does blessed those who what does blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted mean? It means means being mournful over our sin. And the consequences of our sin leading to that morning. 
and morning MOU, not MOR. Not like when you wake up, morning, like, sad. When I say morning for the rest of this episode, it's probably going to mean sad, not the, the time of the day you get up. But, well, the time of the day you eat breakfast, we'll say that, because some people don't get up in the morning. They get up later in the day, but that's okay, that's not what this episode's about. Anyway, um, being mournful over our sin. And you might ask yourself, well, isn't that kind of what we talked about last week? And I'll go ahead and kind of make the distinction. There is a little bit of a distinction. Last week we talked about the poor in spirit, those that know they can't do it on their own, and they turn to Jesus. And we talked about how that's a lifelong thing, constantly realizing that you can't do it on your own, that you need Jesus. This, on the other hand, is realizing we need Jesus. But it's after we've committed sins, we mourn over those. When we, before we're saved, we're going we're gonna to kind of get to this in a minute, so I'm not going to talk too much about that. We mourn over the consequences of our sin that leads us to the Savior. So the difference is, one is a lifelong being poor in spirit, and one is lifelong instances where when we sin, we are mournful over it, and we repent. So, since we used the big R word that a lot of people don't like to say, I'll go ahead and read another verse that has to do with the big R word. It's found in 2 Corinthians 7, um, verse 10. I almost said chapter 10, but that wouldn't make sense if it was in chapter 7. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. So you might ask yourself, what in the world is that talking about? Godly grief, when we're talking about this morning that we're going to get to, deeper in just a second it produces repentance when we're mournful over our sin that we have done wrong against god when the consequences of our sin lead us to mourn and turn to god leads to salvation now if we are already saved we're going to get to that in a minute we don't have to get resaved every time we sin but that initial sin when we are godly greed now you might ask yourself, well, we're not saved. How can we be godly greed? We're not being godly. We're turning to God. Our grief is turning us to God. And then it becomes godly grief. For instance, when we sin and everything starts falling apart around us and we know that this is, this is pre-salvation and we know that something has to be done because we just have, there's just something that has to be done. This is We can't keep living in this sin. We're so mournful and broken over it that we turn to a Savior. We get salvation. That's mourning over our sin. Now, there's there's worldly grief. What does that look like? That's when you commit a sin and the consequences of that sin make you look different in the eyes of the world. So, for instance, you tell a lie and you get caught in that lie. The world doesn't respect you anymore. Worldly grief leads to you doing everything you can to get back in good standing with the world. And quite frankly, that produces death. That's what this verse says. Because you're not concerned about God. You're concerned about what everyone else is doing. And maybe you are a Christian. Maybe you are a Christian 
and this grief you're having, but you're just trying to do it to get back in good standing with the world, that's not the people you need to be in good standing with. It's not at all. Now, we talked about the R word, repentance. And just to refresh you, I know it's been a while since we've actually given a definition of repentance. <clears throat> Sometimes we hear those words, we don't know what they mean. Repentance is turning away from sin to God. Not turning away from sin to another sin or from one sin to nothing. We're turning from sin to God. That's what repentance is. So, but we talk, we've been saying another word, and it's a C word. Consequences. Now, I'll be honest with you. Studying this, I really had to study about this consequence and how that really played into it. Because... Sometimes, and there's a, I don't know, I hate to say myth, but belief, we'll say, that I do not agree with. I don't find it in Scripture. But, hey, if you do, if you would like to point it out, please do. But, there's a belief, even if it's not said, it's more thought, that, I call it the, I'm sure there's another name for it, maybe you've never even encountered this, but I call it the checklist guy. And, you might ask yourself, what does that mean? Well, it's like, this has to do with consequences. So, this isn't about consequences, this is about mourning. But consequences are of mourning. So, we're going we're gonna to all tie this back up and it's going to be good, hopefully. But, so consequences. Some people define consequences of sin as you do something. Let's say you tell a lie. Or you steal a pack of gum from the store. That... And made that years down the road, that, that God noted that. And years down the road, God punishes you with something for that stealing of the sin. And it can be something health related or something completely not related to that. And even though people would not call it the checklist God, but there's a, there's a belief that people have about that that, God noted that down, and then years later says, Oh, because you stole that pack of gum, I'm going to give you this disease. Or I'm going to do this to you. That is a vengeful God. And yes, we know that vengeance is the Lord's, but that's on those who are who do not belong to Him. And we, we see that for those who do, our sin is cast as far as the east is from the west. And if you're a Casting Crowns fan, in one scarred hand to the other. If you're not a Casting Crowns fan, I don't guess you got that reference. Unless you know the song East to West. But, there's a difference in consequences and then in God being vengeful. And saying, because you did this, I'm going to give you this. The, our sins have consequences. I didn't write this verse down, but it was one of the verses I came across while studying. Whatever a man sows, that also he reaps. So we see we have consequences. For instance, we'll go back to the sin of lying. I'm sure you I'm sure you absolutely had no idea I was gonna use that sin. Actually I'm sure you did because we use that sin all the time. That was supposed to be a joke, but I don't think it came across as funny as I wanted it to. Anyway. Lying. So let's say you tell a lie. The consequence of that lie is that if you're found out the person's not going to trust you anymore. Or if you tell a lie the consequence is that person believes a lie and probably ends up getting in trouble for believing that lie. Or, for instance, believes something that's not true, blames it on you. That's a consequence of that sin. 
So we're not going to get into deep consequences like, oh, killing a person's consequence is going to jail. Yes, yes it is. We're not about, we're not doing a consequence. This isn't about consequences. But our consequences, and I've been saying that word so much it's starting to sound weird when I say it, but they lead us to mourning. When, it, when everything's right, we have nothing to be mournful about. When everything's going great, we have nothing to be mournful about. But when, we, when things aren't going good, when our sin is so rampant in our lives, and things are just going terrible, that's the time when we mourn over our sin. And you're saying, so we just mourn over the consequences? That's not at all what I'm saying. When we sin, we should be so close to God that we mourn over it. And yes, but that mourning leads to repentance. Where we don't, where we say, God, I know I committed this sin, but I don't ever want to do it again. And of course, we know as sinners we will. But that's where, that's where grace and repentance comes in. That's where we try not to do it again. We don't just say, oh, well... We're truly broken about our sin. We turn to God and we stay there. We stay as close to God as we can. And so we're, we mourn over our sins. And sometimes we mourn over our sins through mourning over the consequences of our sins. That when these things happen, we know that they're not supposed to happen. And that we mourn over those things. Another thing we mourn over... Is things God is grieved by. We see in Proverbs, God talks about, I didn't write this verse down either because I just thought about it. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that, are, seven that are an abomination to Him. It's found in the early chapters of Proverbs. I can't remember exactly which one. But God hates sin. So we should be mournful over sin when we commit it. Because we don't want to be in opposition to God. We don't, we don't. If you want to be in opposition to God, that's not good. Because that doesn't end well. So part of this mourning is those that mourn for what God mourns for. That we're broken for what God is broken for. And then another thing, you might say, well, every time I read Bluster, those who mourn, I think it means those that are really sad. And to an extent, I believe that's part of what Jesus is talking about. Bluster, those who mourn. Because the reason we mourn is for sin. When you think about it, what are the reasons we mourn over? We mourn over death. We mourn over sickness. We mourn over, I'm sure there's other things, loss of job. All these bad things. Well, if we turn it all the way back to Genesis 1-2, we see there's none of that stuff. We don't see it entering until Genesis 3. So that means when we're mourning over things, technically we're mourning because of sin. And we are, whether we believe it or not. So yes, part of that is mourning over, and that's mourning over consequences of sin, really, because not our own personal consequence, because that goes back to the um, checklist guy. But mourning over sin, that sin in general, those are consequences of sin in general. That sin entered the world, so so did death. So did sadness. So did loss. So did all of these other things. With that being said, if our consequences don't lead us to mourn, then what are we doing? 
Because when we sin, we should be so mournful over that. But also, God gives us our consequences of sin to be mournful over as well and to lead to mourning. And I hope I'm making that clear. I don't really feel like I am. But, for instance, I'm not going to do lying. I'm going to do stealing. We steal a car. The consequence of that is we're probably going to jail. That time in jail, that consequence of our sins, leads us to mourning, which should lead us to Christ. So the consequences of our sins should lead us to mourn, which leads us to repentance in Christ. But yes, we should mourn over sin itself. So sin, consequences, the things God mourns over, and then things sin causes, like death. If that makes sense. Those are four things that I think we are mourning over. And if we're not mourning over sin, something needs to happen. And you ask, what about the non-saved person? Well, that kind of goes back to when they're at their lowest low. It's from sin. And they're mourning over that and looking to the one that can heal them from that. And it's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. Another casting crown song. Only Jesus. But blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. A non-saved person doesn't know what they're doing is wrong. But they know they're consequent by the, by the consequence of the things that happen in their life. For instance, the stolen car or the person not trusting them because they're lying. They know that those aren't good. They feel it. And they mourn over that, which should lead them to Christ. But they don't know about Christ. Or maybe they do. And they're just pressing, pushing Him aside. But if they don't know about Christ, guess whose job it is to tell them? Well, if you have a mirror around, look into it. Yeah, it's you. It's your job to tell them where the comforter is. Speaking of comforter, that's what the rest of this verse is about. For they shall be comforted, forgiven, when we are truly mournful over our sins and it leads us to repentance and asking for forgiveness. Guess what? It's not going to be withheld from us. God's not going to cross his arms and say, Nope, I'm not going to forgive you. No. When we're truly mournful over our sins, and, we're, and the consequences of our sins leads us to mourn, God is going to forgive us. That's exactly what we see here. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. It doesn't say they may be comforted, or God will think about it. He might flip a coin. No. Says he'll be will be comforted. And that's that's amazing to me. Let's look at it from a earthly standpoint. A little kid steals a pack of gum and goes to his mom and dad and says, Because his conscience, that's another thing about consequences. Our conscience, and when we're saved, it's not even our conscience, it's the Holy Spirit. Our Holy Spirit, when we're saved, just gets at us and it's you know you shouldn't have done that. That leads us to mourn over sin too. And that's a consequence of sin. The Holy Spirit nudging at us and saying, Hey, you shouldn't have done this. You know better than that. That's a consequence of sin too. And that should lead us to repentance and forgiveness. And we don't get repentance. We don't get forgiveness because we repent. We repent and ask for forgiveness. That's when we get forgiveness. But we must repent too because if we just keep asking for forgiveness... Then, and not repenting, what's the use in that? But if we just repent and don't ask forgiveness, it's just sitting there. 
We haven't asked for forgiveness for it. It's just sitting there. Now, does God forgive it? We have to ask God forgiveness. Yes, we our sins were nailed on the cross. But I believe that we ask God for forgiveness and repent at the same time. And that's what mourning leads to. When we mourn over our sins, that's what it should lead to, is repentance and asking forgiveness. And God's not going to withhold it from you. Just like the mom and dad who's, who the kid comes up and he says, Mom, Dad, I'm really sorry. I stole this pack of gum. And he's not just, Mom, Dad, I'm sorry. I stole the pack of gum. He's not half-heartedly doing it. He's truly mournful over our sins, over his sin. And that's how we should be. We shouldn't come to God and say, Hey, God, I stole a car today. No, we should be broken and mournful. God, I stole, stole this car. I don't know, God, the flesh... I should not have given in to the flesh, God. It's the spiritual warfare. God, please help me. Forgive me. Help me to repent of this sin, God. I mean, you see the difference in just the brokenness? And of course, that's not... Don't repeat that because that's that was just an example. But truly be mournful and broken over your sin. And that's what we're supposed to be. It's mournful and broken. And if we're not... We need to be. Because if we're truly saved, our sins should bother us. If you're not saved, and you've been in that point where nothing seems to be going right, and all of these things are happening, turn to the one who can make them right. Because that could be from, comfort could be salvation too. And of course the things we mourn over like death and loss, we turn to the great comforter as well. I think the key message to this, you could sum up the whole Bible, whole Sermon on the Mount with turn to God. When we're broken of our sin, we don't need to turn to each other. We need to, well, I think we can turn to each other and ask for help. But most importantly, we turn to God. Because He, above all else, forgives. If I look at my friend over here, there's no one over here, it's just me. I was just using an, ex using an example. Maybe you're listening to this with a friend. You can look at him. But if I turn to this person over here and say, hey, forgive me of my sin, and it wasn't to them, they don't have the authority to forgive us of our sins. Only God has that authority. Now, yes, if we did something to them, hey, forgive me for that time I lied to you. There we go, using lying again. I think it's just the easiest sin to use because everybody does it. It doesn't give us, it doesn't give us an excuse to do it, though. But let's just be mournful and broken over our sin that leads us to repentance. Because God's not going to withhold forgiveness. So let's not withhold mourning over our sin. Because I don't know about you, but I want forgiveness. But most importantly, I want a restored relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's all I have to say. Be mournful over your sin. And when, when consequences arise, don't be mad about it. More, allow those to lead you to mourning over your sin. And if you're not saved listening to this again, and you feel like all these things are just swelling up and you don't know what to do, that's the result of your sin. Turn to Jesus today. We're going to pray and move into closing thoughts as we always do. But if you need someone to talk to about your... If you, if you are that unsaved person and you need someone to talk to, please reach out. All the stuff, every way, every way to reach me, or the podcast will be in the episode description. Please don't hesitate.
So we're going to pray. Let's do that right now. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. And I thank you, God, as crazy as this sounds, that our sins have consequences, God. That they can lead us to mourn over our sin, God. But that it wouldn't take that. That we could just mourn over the fact that we're against you, God. And God, then, when we do mourn, we wouldn't just sit there and mourn, but we would, we would allow that to let us turn to you, God, the only one that can heal us, the only one that can comfort us. And God, just please help us to love you and love each other more every day. Thank you for Jesus. Help if there's someone listening to this that they don't know you, they would come to you before it's too late, God. You would help us to lead others to you, God. Because, of course, we can't save them, God, but we can lead them to you. Just please help us to be the men and the women you want us to be. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. So yesterday, well, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, September 20th, which is your first opportunity to listen to this, then it will be two days ago for you. But I'm recording this on Monday the 19th, and on Sunday the 18th, little spoiler alert, we, we have a testimony episode next week. That's not the spoiler. Unfortunately, Jackson's not able to be on that one. He will be in the future, though. Just a little bit of scheduling conflict on all three of our parts. But, my, Jackson's on the guest. But I'm not going to tell you who the guest is because I want it to be a surprise. But the guest and I, we talked for a good little while yesterday. And I've been thinking over, and after, I, after we hung up, I was thinking over the episode and thinking over the past few episodes. So, Hope's testimony the repentance, Jesus t- telling us to repent, the poor in spirit episode, at the time I didn't know about this one, and then the testimony episode that we recorded yesterday. And I'm just going to be very vulnerable with you guys. I didn't know, recording the testimony episode, if I was going to, I mean not the testimony episode, I'm sorry, the birthday episode, if I was going to continue doing Recording the birthday episode, I had full intentions of stopping. Towards the end of the birthday episode, I don't know if you remember, I said something along the lines of, this may be the last one, this may not be the last one. At the time, Ben Mitchell, myself, was almost 100% certain it was done. But praying about it, seeking God's will I knew God wasn't done with this yet and you might ask yourself well what does that what does that mean and I was thinking and this is no disrespect because I love all the testimony episodes we've done so if you've been on an episode I'm not saying I don't like your episode but some of my favorite episodes I've ever done and this is including solo episodes and I am super critical of the solo episodes because I feel like I never get across what what God wanted me to. But this is from Hope's episode onward through the one we recorded yesterday and today. 
I, these episodes, and I'm not trying to brag on myself or Jackson or Hope or mystery guest for next week, but these episodes have been some of my favorite. And yesterday, this reality hit me that, Ben, if it was up to you, these episodes wouldn't have been a thing. And I just kind of sat there with that for a second, and I've been kind of thinking about that off and on since yesterday. If it was up to Ben, these is, these last four up five episodes. Hold on. Yeah, next week five episodes would not have happened. And I think how many times over the course of my life has Ben made the decision? And how many times has Ben let God make the decision and just said yes, Lord? And that goes for everyone. What if? What if every decision we made, we yielded to God? And we said, God, what do you want me to do? Because sitting there in this amazement of thinking, God, these episodes wouldn't have happened if it had been up to Ben. Who knows if the whole podcast would have happened if it had been up to Ben. But, and I'm referring myself into the third person because I feel like it makes it a little bit more dramatic. But, um, yield to God's will, not your own. And that really has has broken me, honestly, just thinking about that. So I'm very thankful, very thankful for Holy Spirit guiding in my life. And for each dude, and there, was, there were, I can point to people right now. I'm not going to say their names because I might forget someone. But I can point to a handful of people right now that I know God was using. And... That I know God was, sorry, I just lost my train of thought completely. That I know God was using to encourage me because He wanted this podcast to go on. How much longer does He want it to go on? I don't know. But I do know He has a plan, and it's far better than mine, as we can tell. And that's not to say I don't love doing the podcast because I absolutely love it. I was sad that this was going to be the end. I just thought college, things like that, it was going to be the end. And I want to be vulnerable with you guys and tell you that. Because I feel like vulnerability can help a lot of people. So if there's a decision in your life and you're 100% certain about it, make sure of that. Read, I mean, God's Word's not going to say, continue the Lackadar podcast, Ben. No, He didn't say that. Holy Spirit did. God's people did. And they didn't even say it directly. They just encouragement and things like that. And I have no doubt that God allowed me to make the right decision. And I know that if you have a decision you would like to make, God is going to let, allow you to make the right decision if you lean on Him. So do that. Don't lean on yourself. Because, as we see, when we lean on ourselves, that ain't good. So, lean on God, not on yourself. And that's all I have to say about that. And maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, Man, I really wish Ben wouldn't have leaned on God on that. When I was hoping this podcast would be done. Well, if that's you then sorry, but I'm not sorry at all. Anyway, t-shirts. Um, gray one, blue one, $20 a piece. And bracelet, as you can probably guess, I'm wearing it now. I know last week we kind of had that whole little talk about pop socket, which I also have. Stickers, which are still 10 foot, 5 foot, probably, probably closer to 10 foot. From me at this moment, I don't know, I'm terrible at like saying, oh, that's 
seven foot three inches. No, I'm terrible at that. I don't know. But anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. But yes, pop socket stickers and bracelets have all of those. Those are no charge to you. All you have to do is say, hey, man, I would like a... And tell me what you would like. And yeah, I don't think I have anything else. So as always, if you... Well, as always, we haven't been saying this for long. But if you would like or know someone who you would like to be on a testimony episode, let us know. If you have my personal number, shoot me a text. Say, hey, man, I would like this person or I would like to be... And if we don't know you that well, we'll probably sit down with you before. Just make sure you're a solid believer, as I'm sure you are. But, yeah, I'm trying to think of something else I was going to say. Or you can DM us or anything like that. Even if you need us for anything, don't hesitate. All the stuff is down there, except my personal phone number. But if you have that, don't hesitate to reach out. And, yeah. So, don't think I have anything else. I love you guys. Hope you guys have a great week. Go point to the point. Goodbye.